Gamer, broadcasting to you live from Extra Life. That's right, it's a party that's celebrating Extra Life, kicking off the Extra Life season. We're going to be raising money for kids this fall, and right now everyone's together in Seattle. They're at PAX. They've been enjoying gaming all day long. They've gotten together, getting free food, free drinks, and we are podcasting to you live from the party. I don't know if you can hear this. That's right, that's the sounds of a party going on. Listen to that again. Yeah, it's a party. So I'm Chris Rivers here. I'm here with Anna Marie Neufeld. Yeah, this is no longer the RPG cast. It is now the Drunken Gamer RPG cast because I'm on my second hard cider, and it tastes awesome. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Drunken RPG cast. Uh, I, this is going to be episode 190. This is very special RPG Gamer RPG cast. Or RPG Gamer, as we've been being called all day today. The funny thing is, is there actually is people from RPG Gamer at PAX this year. So um, I, I've been trying to correct people. <laughs> but you, you saw RPG Gamer people? Um, actually, Micah says that they showed up on the, the press list this year. So, uh, How do they spell it, by the way? R-P-G-G-A-M-E-R. Oh, wow, okay. That's the way to do it, I guess. Nice. Well, uh, <laughs> this is Paxter Life spelled with one X, and we are RP Gamers spelled with one G. So, fun stuff. Uh, everybody here who has paid like a good amount, and it's raising money. It's such such an exciting event. I love the Extra Life concept in general. If you're new to the whole Extra Life concept, what we do every October, we set aside a day and we game for 24 hours, and we get people to sponsor us for that day of gaming. Uh, what we like to see is a buck an hour at least, $24, uh, and, and you are sponsoring us as we raise money to help, uh, help heal kids. Uh, it started off originally in, in honor of a, of a young girl who died, I believe, of leukemia. The folks over at uh, SarcasticGamer.com started off this event, and they decided to, uh, to honor her memory and try to raise money to help fight cancer for kids. Uh, and then the next year they decided to, let's make it a bit bigger. Let, uh, let's get, uh, or, or I guess uh, after two years, they decided let's expand the scope. Let's heal kids in, from all sorts of diseases. And so now the event sponsors Children Miracle Network. And if you've heard of that, uh, you most likely heard about it. They do a telethon, I think, every uh, Labor Day, uh, which is coming up soon. Uh, and they, so raising money for Children's Miracle Network, that means the money that you raise, if you participate in Extra Life, it stays in your neighborhood. And you're raising more accurately, it goes to whatever neighborhood hospital that you are sponsoring. So if you go to the website and sponsor me, it goes to the Vancouver Hospital. If you sponsor Chris, it goes to... Uh, Children's Hospital uh, in, in Wisconsin. So it is, it is a great event where you get to raise money and help kids in your area. And I highly suggest everyone sign up for it. And if you can't sign up for it or you can't do the game, it's sponsor someone. There's tons of people playing. It's actually my first year this year, so come and sponsor me. Yay. Yay, Anna's first year. I'm, I'm having, oh, look, look at this, party sounds. See, party sounds. Party's going on. It's pretty awesome. We have, uh, I, I have some news to announce. Uh, during the Extra Life proceedings this year, I'll be uh, hanging out with the guys over at PlayStation Nation. So that's psnation.org. I'm going to be hanging out on their, on their live stream. Uh, so you'll be able to see me over there. We're going to have an RP Gamer, I think a second RP Gamer stream going up uh, in general that you can follow on the day of the events. 
with uh, Sam Marcello, I believe, on that. Maybe some Sarah McGar. I don't know who else is going to be on that. But we'll see. Whoever Whoever's around is going to be hanging out on that live stream. And uh, we're going to have a fun old time. So if you want to get together, go to uh, extralife.sarcasticgamer.com. They may have picked up extralife.org. This, no. I don't know if they picked up. Was it extralife.org that they picked up this year? Extra dash life. It keeps coming up on the screen. You just got to wait for the screen. Well, it'll come up eventually. But, uh, yeah, search for Extra Life Charity. It'll, it'll come up. Sign up and uh, hang out with us. And we'll be playing games 24 hours. Uh, we can play stuff with you. No, no, no. Don't sign up. Sponsor me instead. Say what? Oh, yeah. Don't sponsor me. Sponsor Anna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anna wants, to, Anna wants to get to the level where she gets a T-shirt of stuff. Uh, so this is, uh, it, it, it still packs. That's the thing. Extra-life.org. It just came up on the monitor. Excellent. Well, what's exciting is that we are at PAX. So in addition to all this awesome charity fundraising, uh, there's a gaming convention going on, isn't there? Uh, there might possibly be. Might possibly be. Uh, I know that I started off the morning playing some Mass Effect 3, and that was pretty freaking awesome. Yawn. Oh, you didn't even see it. So you don't even know what you're talking about. So uh, I... I Headed over to Bioware's booth first thing this morning and uh, was sent into a couple mission briefings, with uh, which were basically videos they played to let people know about the game who had no idea what it was. And then dropped me right into the E3 demo, and we got to go around and rescuing uh, a female uh, Krogan who's fertile. And uh, so it was a big deal. Uh, if you're in the storyline there, you know that that's a significant thing to find a female Krogan who's fertile and uh, to have to rescue her. And... Uh, Long story short, there was no role-playing elements in it. Very little uh, customizability. They showed off a little bit of weapon customization that you can buy the skills and level up your party. It's all still in there. You've seen it in the other games. Uh, But what they're really showing off is uh, kind of the combat and keep refining and pushing it to be a more competent uh, third-person action shooter uh, for the combat system in the game. But, you know, if you play Mass Effect 2, it it feels just like that. And I don't want to belabor it too much. But, you know, if you like Mass Effect 2, I think you're going to love Mass Effect 3 because it's just more the same. So um, while Chris was uh, indulging in Western RPGs, I also indulged in my dirty little secret Western RPG love by going over and seeing Torchlight 2, which uh, unveiled their fourth fourth class, the Ember Mage. So we got to see both male and female female, uh, art models and got to see uh, got to see her playing a little bit, and of course they they also revealed the price today nineteen ninety nine U S Woo yeah um, I I've sort of been a part of the Runic Games community for a while, and uh, basically the community was really expecting it to be thirty dollars because Max had repeatedly said in interviews that it was going to cost more than the original game, and uh, so. We, we'd sort of been like, well, it's more than half the content of Diablo 3. Surely it'll be half the price. But no, 20 bucks um, blew me away. I can't believe it's going to be that cheap. I'm, uh, I'm probably going to be buying some of those four packs they're going to be putting out so that, uh, so that I can get some, some of my friends playing. And then after that, um, me and you both got to uh, sit down with Robert uh, Boyd. And Bill, uh, whose name I can never remember. <laughs> What's his last name? Yeah, you don't remember either. So Robert and Boyd of Z-Boyd Games. And in our bag this morning, we found an advertisement for On the Rain, Slick, Precipice of Darkness, Episode 3. So Z-Boyd is taking over the Penny Arcade Adventures series. And uh, we talked to them a little bit today, and there's this new story up from it. But we also got to see the official Gabe and Tycho 
uh, 16-bit artwork on their shirts, and that was very exciting. So we'll we'll have a video interview with them tomorrow. Where we'll get into a little bit more detail. I'm really I'm really excited that they were able to pick up this license and work this out with the Penny Arcade guys. That's that was a great story that they told about how they got it. Like basically, somebody on a message board posts, "Yay." Why don't you, you know, now that uh, Hothead isn't going to be finishing the game, why don't you guys give the license to someone like uh, Z-Boyd Games? And uh, basically Z-Boyd, <laughs> they post on the message boards, yeah, we'd totally be up for that. That'd be awesome. And then apparently it happened. And just that that can happen in this day and age. I love indie gaming for that reason alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to... Uh to get some questions together and, and have that video interview tomorrow. So Yeah, we're going to be throwing a video interview with them. They'll tell you more about that story and uh, hopefully some more details. But uh, what we know now, what do we know now? It'll be coming out next year, and it's continuing the series. Uh, we know Gabe and Tycho are in it. Uh, they wouldn't confirm that the third part, that y- your created character would be in it, but it's, I mean, most likely if they're continuing the series, it's going to be there. No confirmation of fruit fuckers. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, and you just wanted to say that on the air. Uh, they <laughs> they also wouldn't confirm uh, much about how the game works, but it's going to be side view combat style like a Final Fantasy game, and uh, I assume it's going to be you know very 16-bit RPG. Um, one thing that they were able to confirm, that it is going to be different, uh, a departure both from Penny Arcade Episode 1 and 2, it's combat-wise, but it is also going to be different from Cthulhu Saves the World and Breath of Death 7. So I'm, I, I was thinking about when we were walking away, what could be a middle ground between the two of those? And it's like, that blew my mind. That has so much potential there. Well, it doesn't need to be a middle ground. I mean, it could just be traditional Final Fantasy combat and still qualify all those. So Yeah, but I don't see Robert doing such a safe game. I see him doing something that's out in left field. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I just hope the barbershop quartets make their way back in. I want killer mimes. Yeah, we, I, I do hope they'll have a, a lot of good sound work on that because that was one of the nice features of the hothead stuff. Um, they did confirm that uh, Alex Mouse, I believe his name was. Let me double check my notes. Mauer, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Alex Mauer is coming back to do the music. Um, he's the one that did all the music for Cthulhu Saves the World, and he got lots of praise for that, so... Yeah, of course, it's a 16-bit game, so I guess voice acting probably won't be part of it, will it? Um, they didn't say anything about it, and we didn't ask. No, we didn't think to ask. They probably can't tell us. They're, they've got tight marketing control, which is like a first for a game from the, for them, isn't it? Uh, yeah, as you pointed out, when you have a studio of two, it's, uh, it's pretty easy to keep things under control. Yeah, but now they have to, so that's new. They got PR. They got official PR now. Well, now that now they're going to be a studio of like uh, uh, two and two and three, they're two and three quarters right now because they have Robert and his wife well, and the four kids that he has, and uh, Bill is getting married. So congratulations, Bill! It's ne- it's next month. Ooh, congratulations! All right, so uh, after we got done uh, harassing them and showing them how to pick up their uh, loot bags, uh, what, what did we go off to do? <laughs> Um, we went over to a game called um, the Thirty Second of. Oh, this was the cool one where like they, we were green screening actors into the game, and they show up as like everybody's. They they show up as just a silhouette of a different color. It's very weird. Yeah, um, they got to their 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 green screen where they normally come to these events and get extras that they put into the game, but the green screen wasn't working, so they actually had a considerable amount of time to talk with us, and basically they walked us through how they basically do um, the, the background scenes, and then they do the characters, which come out in outlines, 
and um, each character sort of has a different color outline. So, for example, um, you would be orange and I would be blue. Anything that I'm interacting with, um, whether it is your item or an item that's part of the background, then becomes blue as soon as I touch it. So you pour me a cup of coffee, it's orange. As soon as I touch it, it turns blue and I can pick it up and sip it. But all that is just visual style as part of the storytelling. You're not actually interacting with it. This isn't a Kinect game or anything like that. But this is just like a really engaging kind of... uh, It's kind of film noir, um, but they also said it was uh, something else noir. It's a a choose-your-own-adventure game, actually. So um, right now they have it set to 12 episodes. And it is sort of aimed at a little bit more casual market, which, of course, means I'm totally sold. And uh, each episode is going to be about 90 minutes, so 12 in total. And um, it's it it's going to have major decisions you have to make, and it's going to have minor decisions you have to make. Um, but the thing that they wanted to really stress was the fact that there is no morality system in the game, much like um, I think he said Mass Effect had where an answer either pushes you to good or bad. Right, yeah, those games tend to push you towards extreme good or extreme evil to actually get a benefit out of the game story. Right, and the idea behind this is that every ending is going to have a valid reason behind it, and they're not necessarily good or bad. There, there are a lot of shades of gray in there. So they, he, he said they were looking at at least a dozen endings, and the cool thing about the game is that it's not like you have to follow path A to B to C to get to that ending. You could go, you know, A to F to, you know, neon pink and still get to the same ending sometimes. Yeah, it was looking really, really stunning style. Uh, hopefully the story's good. We don't know. They've got professional actors coming in there. But what's one of the weird things is they seem to be incorporating extras from conventions. So they'll be filming footage at this convention that will make it into the game in some way, I believe. Yeah, that's true. They're going to be using the silhouettes for various background people. So they, they unfortunately were not filming today. They were having some technical technical um, mischief going on with their wiring. But um, we're going to pop back again tomorrow and see if we can't get into the game. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Maybe we can start a game. Uh. And uh, after that, we actually went over to... It was funny. It was just this teeny tiny booth tucked into the back, and it was packed. It actually had, like, lineups, four people out of the booth. And it was a game called Path of Exile, and you'd never heard of it. Yeah, no, I haven't heard of it. I had never heard of it until they contacted me and were like, hey, are you interested in coming to talk to us? So this is an MMO RPG studio that is out of New Zealand, uh, and I apologize for accidentally calling them Australian. They're not an MMO RPG studio. It's a Diablo 2 clone. That's not MMO. Okay. Well, it is a persistent online world, and you uh, you do play in that. It's sort of Diablo 2 if it was made into a free-to-play. And um, the the thing that they, they really wanted to stress was, um, un- unlike some of the other um, Diablo rip-off games of that um, online free-to-play type, there is absolutely no pay-to-win. None at all. You cannot buy equipment. You cannot buy weapons. You cannot really buy anything that gives you an advantage. So what the things they have on the cash shop are are um, a couple of utility items like increasing your character slots, I think he said, and increasing your stash. And then everything else is purely cosmetic. If you want to make your fireball into an ice bolt, if you want to change the way your character looks, if you want to change the way that your spells interact with each other, um, that's how you do it. And the other thing that was very cool about it is you have an overall character archetype 
Um, there is, I'm going to flip to my notes again here. Sorry. Oh, I'm flipping backwards in my book. So what was cool while they're showing off stuff in the booth is uh, this game comes out of nowhere. It's designed by 12 people in New Zealand who Anna accidentally called Australian. And at least at the event she did. The, But it, it, it looks as good as any other Diablo clone that I've seen for the most part. I, some of the enemy designs were kind of drab. But uh, this thing looks solid. Like, absolutely solid. It comes out of nowhere. And, and it, they're in beta. We've got this. We can play the darn thing. And they are... They're ready to take over uh, more of those player base that are just kind of uh, disgruntled with Diablo 3. Like, you know, you're frustrated about Diablo 3 not being able to play it offline and stuff. Well, here you're stuck. You are also stuck online here, but you don't have to pay anything. <laughs> and the uh, you and you know they're doing the always online for the same reasons Diablo does. You know, it's a lot easier to take care of your loot and avoid cheating and stuff when everything's online. But. Uh, it's just it's just sitting there here. This one's free. So if you're too cheap for Torchlight, here's a free one with multiplayer right out the gate. So um, the the cool things about the game is there were six classes of which we were only able to see five, and they've they've simplified the characters down considerably. When they start, you have um, strength, dex, and intellect as a as a stats. And uh, each there's there's a class that each of those is their major stat, and then there's three hybrids where they're a mix of the two stats. Um, and then you also get uh, grid talent points, and you're you're able to reset those pretty much anytime you like. I think he said. Okay, yeah, Chris didn't hear anything about that. And the other thing that's really uh, very cool is um, when you get gear, all of your gear has sockets in it. Um, we saw gear that had one, two, three, and four sockets. Maybe just three. And basically how it works is some of the sockets are interconnected. And you socket your abilities and your bonuses into those sockets. So, for example, um, you could socket in uh, an ability that lets you explode fire outwards from you. And then you could stack something like a pushback onto that or additional damage or, I mean, just about any sort of variable that you can modify or that you can think of. And then you can plug in um, gems that just work by themselves. Like I had one that increased the efficiency of the potions that I drank. So I actually really liked that because it was like, well, I pick up a piece of armor and 99% of the time, not only is it going to be useful to me, but I could socket it to make it even better. And unlike Torchlight and Diablo, you can pull those gems out of the sockets at absolutely no penalty. Yeah, game's looking pretty good. I'm excited to give it a try. Uh, what else did we? Uh, what, what did we get to see after that? <laughs> lunch. That's right. Lunch was good. There was there were hamburgers, but uh, <laughs> the packs this year is uh, you know doing pretty good, pretty packed. And uh, I don't know what what else did we do? Um, we got caught in the stampede, but we managed to save somebody's Kindle. We did. We saved a Kindle from being lost forever. But we were part of the problem as far as why why it fell on the ground to begin with. But at least we we did our part to restore it. What? Well, do you see any crazy costumes? Um, yeah, actually, there were uh, three guys that were all heartless enemies and a Tonberry, so that was very cool. Um, there was a big there was a big daddy and a uh, little sister. The big daddy was huge. It was at least six feet tall and um, like giant boots. And the hand drill on his hand actually functioned and it spun around. And uh, he was he was constantly being stopped for pictures. And he had a little sister with him, and that was very cool. There was a um, 
um, a, 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 who McGee is Alice. American McGee's Alice. Um, she was very cool, although I think she had her knife taken away in short order. Because <laughs> you're not supposed to bring anything sharp to PAX. Um, what were some of the other very cool ones? We saw um, Catherine with a C and Vincent. Um, we saw, oh, who's that girl with the pink hair from Final Fantasy Thirteen? Vanille. Absolutely wonderful Vanille cosplayer. Just the best I've ever seen. Um, I saw Phoenix Wright jaunt by me very quickly. Did he have a sign that said objection? Um, no, he didn't, but he definitely had the uh, the awesome hair fling going on. Yeah, I've seen good ones like that at uh, PAXs in the past, and they, they have the objection signs and stuff. It's awesome. Um, I, ha- I saw a selfie, and I saw... Wow, there's just there's so many of them, it's hard to remember them all, but there's a lot of really good cosplayers here this year. saw some... Uh, <laughs> My du- my brothers had all died on the battlefield. Uh, go to uh, outofgears3.com or something like that, or left out of gears. I don't know what was up with that, but th- some weird Gears of War cosplay, which I wouldn't really think for, for this crowd. Uh, what was the coolest thing you saw on the show floor that you're like, what the heck is that? What is standing out? Um, the scrotums? Yeah, the Penny Arcade, take your picture of your face in a, in a scrotum. That was t- so. Penny Arcade has a board game out, and they were giving demos of it. Cryptozoic, the people do the WoW card game uh, now. They're, they're they're the ones publishing it, and they had a. Uh, the game has some really strange cards that come from, of course, the Penny Arcade comics. I of course have a button that says "I touched wieners." Yeah, you touch some wieners, which means two wiener dogs. Uh, it's a card about wiener dogs in the game. Yeah, weird stuff. Uh, they had the nice gaming tables. Like, you want to spend $3,000 on a table for your, your tabletop gaming? They had it there. And a lot of dice vendors. And really overpriced Panzer Dragoon Saga. $500 for Panzer Dragoon Saga? No way. No way. And what was uh, what was Dragon Force going for? 250 or something like that? No, no, it was only like 150 Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a bunch of overpriced games. Yeah, the yeah the pink, gorilla, pink Godzilla store, whatever. Uh... I think uh, after that, we went over and we tried out the wild card game, didn't we? Well, the, no. Before you jump ahead to the wild card game, we played Crimson Alliance again. Oh, Crimson Alliance. How do I forget Crimson Alliance? This is my first time playing Crimson Alliance. That thing was pretty. No, it's my first time. Oh, this is your second time. Uh, the, we've got one mic, so I've got, I'm getting signals like there's a baseball game. I'm being told to stole, steal third now. Uh, the the We got Crimson Alliance, and uh, this is another... Kind of Diablo 2 beat 'em up style, uh, but it's it's you know up to four player co op on the couch on the internet or any combination of the two, and that's this is a really strong suit. So this is going to be something you're going to play on Xbox Live, and it's going to be freaking sweet. And I, I'm really really looking forward to this because it looks like it's Dungeon Hunter Alliance or uh, the the Dungeons and Dragons Daggerdale, except it doesn't suck. And that's a really nice distinction, isn't it? Um, basically, the way that we described it at A3 is it's it's the next generation of Gauntlet. Ah, yeah, you know that's a good point. Uh, you're running around, you're killing enemies, you're you're getting loot. You, one thing that what wasn't happening was you don't. It's not a loot drop game, so that distinguishes it from like your your dungeon crawlers like Diablo. This is more of this is more of a gauntlet. Help each other, combo your attacks. Really important. Like I had a wizard, I had freeze guys. Then one of the melee characters go in and smash them to smithereens, um, and then I don't know what the tank was supposed to do because it wasn't very good, but it was still fun. Um, yeah, one of the things that they did this time is when we played at E3, we only got to play uh, the tank type 
and the wizard. So while we're at uh, PAX, this is the first time seeing the assassin, which is a rogue-type character, and she plays completely different from the other two. Um, the, the heavy basically plays like a tank. He walks forward, he has a shield, he smashes stuff. He makes sure that nothing squishes the wizard. And the wizard is all about um, uh, status effects and slowing, and, and he's a, he, he is definitely a dedicated spellcaster. The assassin is sort of an interesting um, third, third sort of mechanic where she can slow down time, she can fling herself all over the screen, she has range attacks, she has close attacks, and at first when I was playing her, I didn't really understand how it worked, and I was sort of like, well, I'm not really digging this class, it doesn't make any sense to me, I don't feel like it synergizes well with the other two, and then about halfway through the level, it was just like the switch went off in my head, and the light bulb goes over you know, my, my bangs, and it's like, oh, I know what to do, I'm going to wait until you freeze everything, and then I'm going to throw myself all over the map, and I'm, I was getting like killing sprees. Yeah, uh, the combos in this game are, are key to your to uh, to how you're going to enjoy it. And then at the end, uh, you know, usually at the end of a level, at least the challenge maps, and then scattered throughout some levels, you get treasure to actually upgrade your weapon, which you don't have a lot of customization. Like I said, it's not a get a bazillion pieces of loot and just choose one, but you have like a steady progression. Like I'm going to go to this staff now. I'm going to go to this staff now, and uh, I don't know if you could upgrade them. But you also get nice, nice, powerful attacks. This is looking good. It's coming out uh, in seven days, ten days or so. Um, I believe they said September 10th is the release date. Yeah, September 7th or September 10th, one of the two. So September's going to be a very busy, busy month for everybody for game releases. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so Crimson Alliance, looking solid. If you bought all the <laughs> Summer of Arcade games, uh, you won't be disappointed with, with your free title. And uh, if you didn't uh, because you were holding out and didn't want to pick up Fruit Ninja Connect, they had that here too, but uh, we didn't play it, so we're not going to tell you about Fruit Ninja Connect. <laughs> It was funny. Every time we walked by the Fruit Ninja, it was either a really young kid playing it, or it was an older woman who was giggling her head off. She was having so she was like doing force lightning on the uh, on the fruit, which was really weird. I guess uh, they're trying to brand it with Star Wars Connect. Maybe I don't know. We got Gunslinger in the yeah Guns Gunslinger yeah Gunslinger in the other room, which is another Connect game that you're going to be able to buy and it's going to have Fruit Ninja Connect bundled with it. We're going to try that out later. Uh, oh. All right. Wow, right? Wow? Yeah, because we need to bore our listeners with yet more MMORPG talk. But this is an MMORPG talk. No. No, it's a collectible card game. So we, uh, one of the nice things at PAX is, in addition to all the video games, they've got tabletop gaming, card gaming, board gaming, uh, interesting combinations of the two. We had a guy who was dressed like the music man come and give us a presentation on why we should go to Classic Console Free Play up in room 601. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for him. We've got a trouble, trouble right down here in River City. Uh, and, and you can play River City Ransom on in room 601 is what he should have said. <laughs> we forgot to mention that we bopped around in the uh, hallways outside of the exhibit floor. And uh, they were showing um, curb, both Kirby games. Oh, there was like a, there was a row of Kirby. Kirby Lane. Kirby, Kirby, I don't know. We got to eat Kirby cotton candy, and I was feeling very bad for Noodle Inside as I was sucking down the delicious pink sugar. Yeah, everybody knows one of our staff members does our graphics design, Sarah McGar. She loves Kirby, so she's getting a shirt. But uh, they, they had Kirby, the freaking Kirby beanbag chairs. They're all pink. You sat on them, but 
what what we spent a, a lot of time doing getting into the non-video game gaming was uh, the World of Warcraft collectible card game because they had demos. They taught us how to play. They've got beginner tournaments. You bind it for ten bucks, you get a bunch of cards out of the thing and starter decks and booster packs. Uh, really great deal. Really play. It, it was a fun game. Yeah, I was actually really impressed just by the value of it. Um, I mean, I don't can <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm cheap or anything, but I mean, you look at these starter decks. And it's like, well, it's twelve bucks to buy into a starter deck, and five or five to seven dollars for a booster pack. Getting into this tournament for ten bucks, not only get you this starter deck, but you get two of these boosters. So it's like, hmm, I get like twenty-five bucks of cards for ten. Yes. Yeah, I, this is why I like the the stuff you bu- have to buy to play at packs is always a good deal, and I, I just feel good. Like I'm getting so much crap for my money, and I got stacks of cards. I, I, I kind of I am a sucker for that sort of marketing, but it's really fun to just play. And like, I started the day with nothing, and now I have like 400 cards. Isn't that great? You have. We both have three full decks at this point, and uh, it's funny because I I played the WoW trading card game when it first came out, but um, there wasn't enough people locally because I was still in Brandon when I started playing. Because it was like in in a teeny tiny town like Brandon, I just there wasn't enough people that were interested, but. Now that I'm in Vancouver, I'm going to have a lot more people that want to play. In fact, one of the guys that we were um, playing with this evening, he was actually from Victoria, which is out on the island. But he 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 was uh, very confident that there was a pretty big uh, community in and around Vancouver that would be interested in playing. So, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, basic summary of how the WoW card game works. I won't bore you with particulars. You have a hero. You build a, a, a deck around that hero, their abilities that only your hero's class can use. All the classes are the ones from the games. Um, obviously, you got a bunch of cards. You're collecting them. Some are rare. Some have better abilities than others. Uh, you play those cards, and you beat your opponent with them. You're, bu- you're basically just trying to do damage and kill the, the opponent's hero. For those who've played other collectible card games, one of the biggest differences from Magic is that damage is permanent. You take damage to your life, it, it doesn't go away, and it's a lot harder to heal. Um, and uh, that also applies to the, the allies you summon, which is equivalent of creatures you summon in magic. So uh, in magic, you, everything heals back to full at the end of the phase. And not true here. So a little different dynamic. Um, there's also a strategy in um, the order in which you do stuff, because in magic, it's very specific. It's phase one, phase two, phase three. And this is, you can attack whenever you want, you can do abilities whenever you want, as long as it's all on your turn. Um, and in fact, the guy that we played right before we left, who owns a card store and had these amazing decks that basically um, got, got... Infinite damage exploitation decks is what I call them, and they're somewhat legal uh, it, to play, which is crazy. They, he, he found ways to break the game, basically. Yeah, and I mean, it's just... That was the thing that impressed me is, you know, going through the demos and, and playing in the beginner tournaments, we got to see, we got to really explore for ourselves how the game worked. And then to see someone play it who had really, who had a fantastic grasp on the game and how the cards intermingled really blew me away about how much depth this game has. Yeah, plenty of depth, but also lots of holes to break it. Um, I, I did have some experience in my in earlier in life as a as a magic player, and I don't think things got as broken as this did. And when they did, they really scaled back how broken their their system got. So I don't know how that's going to go for them long term, but it doesn't matter. At our level, it's just really fun, and we really liked how the rules were simple enough. You, you know, when you have simple rules, that's how games get to the point where they're broken. But when you have simple rules, it's really easy to pick up, learn it, start playing, and having fun. And I really appreciated that about the game. 
I'm almost done, hard cider number two. Okay. <laughs> I think that's saying it's uh, time for her to wrap up and get some more alcohol. But uh, we've got we got food to get. That's the first day of games at PAX, right? Is there anything else you want to – any other stories we need to tell? Um, I don't think so for myself. I just – I spent a lot of time exploring today and getting an idea of what I wanted to look at tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know that we'll get another chance to podcast while we're here at the event, but but we are going to have uh, our camera guy in tomorrow, so we're going to start uh, filming some game demos and getting some interviews and um, some of the ones we mentioned today, we're going to have one with Z-Boy again. We're going to have another um, filming of a Crimson Alliance so that people couldn't see the assassin. And uh, a lot more we're going to have over the next two days. So please do watch our YouTube channel. It's RPGamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. And uh, all, all spelled out. All right. Uh, and uh, that's, I think we're going to wrap up. So thanks for joining us. This is the Paxter Life special. Sign up for Extra Life. Watch for Pax videos incoming. Please take responsibly and have a designated driver. That's right. I'm the designated driver. So we're going to, uh, I think we're going to get back to the party here, and we might even head back over to Convention Center and play some more games. I don't know. Uh, PAX is a wonderful convention. If you guys can make it out, always make it out. It's just so much gaming to do. And uh, definitely, if uh, any of our listeners are here, do look us up. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to be wearing an RP Gamer shirt on Saturday, but they probably will be on Sunday. And if you spot us... Um, we have pictures up on our Facebook and up on the website. Just tweet at us. I'm Sabin1001 on Twitter, S-A-B-I-N-1001. Anna is uh, A-M Newfield, A-M-N-E-U-F-E-L-D. And just let us know that you're looking for us. Um, hopefully we can know that you're, you're coming. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Uh, come find us. We love to talk to the fans. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we're... Oh. And speaking of fans, I got to talk to Doc. I felt like a little fangirl. Who? Doc. Oh, Doc from Sarcastic Gamer. Yes. Uh, who, who's here? So any of you who are familiar with Sarcastic Gamer, he came around, uh, had a chance to talk to him. So that is, uh, yeah, I think it's time for her to have less cider. So we're going to sign off, and uh, we're going to see you next week, and we're going to be kicking off our, our Extra Life stuff hardcore. So get registered because uh, you're going to hear a lot more about that in the weeks to come. Uh, yeah, back to Extra Life. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. Bye-bye.